welcome to Tiny Voice Talks with me, Toria Bono. And today, Tiny Voice is talking about raising awareness of health conditions, something that we really need to be doing with our young people. And with me today, I'm joined by Alex Winstanley. So hi, Alex. Hi, Toria. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you, Alex. How are you today? Yeah, really good. Really well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Now, for anyone that hasn't come across you, Alex, who is Alex Wynn Stanley? <laughs> uh, I'm a, a, an author and social entrepreneur, uh, former teacher as well, um, and uh, I'm former carer too. So I've had a few different few different hats, I suppose. Now you're an author, and the books that you write are books that raise awareness about health conditions which teach our young people about health conditions which was your first book so my first book was called my grandma has dementia and that was written Mm -hmm. about my grandma who who lived with dementia Um, and the reason that I wrote that book I'd always wanted to write a book about dementia from my experiences and my family's experiences uh, after seeing how it impacted my grandma and I just felt that it wasn't spoken about enough, if at all. Um, children weren't yeah. really aware of what it what it was. Some thought that it was just about losing memory. But, um, yeah, um, I really wanted to raise that awareness. And um, I wrote that last year um, when, when the first lockdown hit uh, because my organisation um, that usually does work in schools and businesses and we, we weren't going into schools, for example, and I wanted to try and find a different way to reach children and young people and just mm-hmm. started to write the book and found an amazing illustrator called Adam Walker Parker. And, and we went through that and, uh, and self-published the book on Amazon. And uh, we actually crowdfunded it as well. Um, so we crowdfunded the cost for oh, the book wow. and things like that. And, and that meant as soon as the book was ready, it was a couple of hundred copies went around the world. So we've had people in touch from you know Australia, New Zealand, across the States, and um, which has been amazing. So um to see that has been incredible and um yeah my, my grandma uh, my grandma passed away just before christmas just before the book was released I'm actually sorry. and um oh thank you and um uh, but she's in, she would be incredibly um pleased that knowing that she you know her, her legacy lives on now in in that book and um in supporting children and young people to understand dementia and and that uh, that was that was an amazing process and you know like i say i'm it's something I'm very proud of, um, and it actually went on to to win a, a Dementia Hero Award with the Alzheimer's Society, which was Yay. unbelievable. So, <laughs> thank you. So, um, yeah, it's something that I just talk about because I, I didn't, I never ever expected to win that. Um, and I remember, I'm still pretty speechless. I don't really know what to say about it. It still doesn't feel real, but um, you know, I just know that you know my grandma's legacy lives on. Um, with that and it's something I'm I'm so proud of and uh, yeah so th- that inspired a, a a series of books now um, which mm-hmm. is extremely exciting. I think it's amazing. Something you said was that dementia wasn't talked about. Why do you think that was, and how do you think your books helps that? Yeah, great question. I think. Dementia isn't spoken about because it's not it's not a nice subject. Um, the thought of somebody losing memory or or forgetting mm-hmm. uh, maybe family members or um, feeling distressed or confused or a lack of movement are all the the many many things that come with the impact of dementia. Um, 
it's not very nice to talk about. And and I think, in my opinion, that families want to do the right thing. And in doing so, they try to shield children and young people from that impact. And I know my mum, for example, was my grandma's sole carer. She, she did everything for her 24-7. And I grew up seeing that care provided. And, and as I got older, that became more and more obvious to the point where my mum mm-hmm. my was caring for my grandma three, four times a day, going to her house. Um, before uh, until it got to a point where it was really difficult for my mum and she didn't want that to impact yeah. myself or my sister or any of our family and she tried to take it all on board and didn't have any support uh, really and um, and I could see that that was causing difficulty for her but she didn't want to say that and and that caused me you know anxiety and, and worry and and I think if if maybe this book would have been around and we could have talked about it from a young age and I could have understood what was going on and why my mum was was caring for my grandma and things like that. Um, that would have it would have definitely helped. And I know in, it, the people that have got in touch who have read the book, you know, I've had some some amazing feedback. And, and one person in particular who got in touch, I always remember she said, um, "I've always tried to find a way to explain to my four year old son why his granddad is behaving or in a certain way, uh, and I can never yeah. explain it how dementia is." impacting him because he had early onset dementia and she said I found this book and it's it's perfect and we sat together read it she said we cried and then we've just read it every every night since and it's his favorite book and that just completely sticks with me because I just can't believe that somebody thinks about that about something that that I've done yeah wow and as you say, Adam Walker Parker did the illustrations, he did. which adds so so well to the book because I think the illustrations make I don't know it makes the subject of dementia seem that seem friendly if that makes any sense. The illustrations are just terribly friendly, lovable characters. I think. Yeah, I would agree a hundred percent. Adam is an amazing illustrator, so really lucky mm. uh, to be working with him on the on the series and uh what i really love is that adam has a really similar mindset to myself in terms of trying to uh engage children and young people in a really inclusive and diverse range of characters so not only have we included people from a different lots of different backgrounds in terms of race and gender and, mm-hmm. um, and ability and disability and, and lots of different backgrounds and characteristics um but you know people have been getting in touch saying you know have you thought about doing a book on, for example, um, um, non-gender uh, characters, and and I said, well, obviously this yeah. this series that I'm writing is about long-term health conditions and disabilities. But mm-hmm. what we can do in that, which is which is absolutely lovely, is that we can represent lots of different characters. And and between Adam and myself, we we find lots of ways to have you know subtle um, differences because we want to really celebrate difference that's another thing that i want children to do is to see these yeah. books and and not 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 challenge difference but embrace it and celebrate it and see that characters where the main characters are our background characters can all look and act and feel different and that's a really good thing yeah completely and you deal with uh, your books deal with challenging subjects you know you've got depression you've got cancer you've got Tourette's you're not sort of skirting onto easy issues there are you you're really going head-on in and dealing with issues that are incredibly difficult to talk about with children why did you decide Alex to choose those 
because these first well the because the first three books for example mm. on dementia depression and cancer all mm. impact people who i know uh, either in my family or friends uh, right. and and that's why uh, i wanted to write about things that i'd experienced or that i knew um and, yeah. and I'd, I'd seen that impact personally um that's the same yeah. with um the recent book on, on Tourette's uh, and as well as on cerebral palsy it's all people within my family or friends and um, I wanted to represent their, their their stories and have their voices heard. Uh, and the way that I do that is by hearing their story um, and thinking about the most child-friendly way to, to put that and, and to get that across. And then I'll speak to lots of different people who've also been impacted or affected by those or experienced uh, those conditions because I, I think there's nothing more mm-hmm. important than lived experience. Um, you know, it'd be no good me just writing yeah. a book about Tourette's, for example. I haven't lived with it. I have I've, indirectly, I've seen the impact of it, but I haven't lived with it directly. And that's why I speak to as, as many people as possible who, who can inform the books. Yeah. As you say, lived experience is so important. So what's been the impact of the books? I mean, in the short, because they haven't been out for that long, but in the short time no. they've been out, what's been the impact? Yeah, quite overwhelming to be honest at times i mean um, wow yeah the the first book uh, like i say was fun- it was crowdfunded at the end of last year and then released at the end of january and i put so much work into that not really expecting to it to become a series um but that that very quickly happened and i found that lots of people have been getting in touch asking can i write about different health conditions different social um issues or challenges or ideals mm-hmm. and it's something that I'm very very excited about and you know I've got thoughts for another series that that might uh, encapsulate those th- ideas but um it's something that just all came quickly and when I actually reflect and think you know there was no books s- sort of you know um at the start of the year and now there's there's five already and a six coming out later this year um and it's, it's amazing a, yeah no thank you it's it's uh yeah, it was. It's been a whirlwind. It's just been back to back with Adam and myself, and you know we've got a little break for a couple of months now where I can try and take it all in. But um, yeah, I just hope that you know as many people see the books as possible because I just think the more people who see them, the more that can be positively impacted by them, and and it hopefully that it can help children and families and and friends um, as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on from the books, I'm fascinated. You introduce yourself as an author, but also a social entrepreneur. What is a social <laughs> entrepreneur? That's a great question. So um, a social entrepreneur, especially to me, um, is somebody who, who runs a, a business that that benefits uh, society in a positive way and benefits particularly local uh, local people uh, in a in a positive in a positive manner. So. Um, for example, um, our social enterprise is called Happy Smiles Training CIC, and uh, I set up this this CIC, this company, um, alongside one of the young men who I cared for um, at the time, and uh, he inspired me to set it up. The name came from from him. Um, it was it was Hayden, mm-hmm. and Hayden spent a lot of time in hospital a few years ago, and during that time, people uh, we asked people to send in pictures of their happy smiles to to keep Hayden cheery and, and upbeat. And hundreds of people sent in these pictures of big smiling faces and Hayden, 
it just kept him, you know, looking through them on his iPad whilst in hospital. And, mm. and that name, Happy Smiles, stuck. So we started a blog um, uh, about different uh, experiences of disabled people and trying to just educate, you know, just general society about the lives, the daily lives, challenges, um, but also enjoyments of, of disabled people living their lives and uh, celebrating that. And, and that quickly led to um, us delivering some tra- training with children and young people around sort of awareness and inclusion. Um, mm-hmm. And and it just snowballed from there to the point where I, I left my teaching job two years ago to set to set Happy Smiles up full time. And, uh, and, and we've grown from there. Wow. Now, you said to me, because I, I mentioned before we started recording about using your books in school. And you said that actually part of your social enterprise is actually coming into schools and really equipping schools with that understanding is that right that's right yeah so um so as i touched on then um we've been delivering training with with schools community groups children and young people um also you know adults in businesses but particularly children and young people um and and the books have just been a an added offer for us to so, for example, mm-hmm. uh, even yesterday we did a session in a local library doing a reading with um, local local children and young people on the back of um, the government funding, you know, um, to try and support children, and young people who have been really impacted, particularly by COVID. Um, so, so mm-hmm. that's been really exciting to do a lot of the the readings in in local libraries, um, and, and that's that's going in, that's helping us to get the books out into schools as well, and we're working with um, local sports teams. So. Um, Wigan Warriors Community Foundation and we're starting some work with them uh, about supporting their well-being working schools with, with the books um, and Preston North End Football Club as well with having conversations about supporting their similar work with children young people in schools too so it's all very very exciting so where does this all come from Alex where does this desire to fundamentally make a really positive impact on society come from um it's a that's another great question and um it's a hard one to answer <laughs> i think to be honest um you know i've grown up i've always been quite driven um particularly mm. with my parents and i like i say seeing my mum care for my grandma and everything that she shouldered but yet still uh, always and still now always just make sure that everyone else is happy and um, and well and i see that all the time and that's always always been an inspiration and you know that people like my dad who's always had me you know made made sure that I'm driven and um I think yeah um I mean I'm, I'm a little bit sporty as well quite a lot sporty and, and and I was never sporty as a child I started playing rugby league being from Wigan and, and my confidence quickly grew and a lot came from that um but I think um if I go right back to the start um I was born I was born prematurely um I was born at 26 mm-hmm. weeks and um my wow. sister was born at 29 weeks so we were both extremely premature and extremely lucky um and I think that's always stuck with me um it's always made mm. me realize you know I'm really lucky to be where I am um some of the people who who deliver our training with our organization with happy smiles um who have cerebral palsy for example um were born later than me uh, some at a similar time and and have cerebral palsy and I don't and and whilst you know, a lot of those people wouldn't wish to have any different lives, and that's brilliant. Um, I, I'm still very lucky that you know um, we, we've grown up 
um, you know, in, in good health. And and I think that's always stuck with me and I've always looked to try and just support other people. So you're very much a glass half full sort of person. I'd, I'd like to think so. If you ask my wife, sometimes she'd say that I like it to winch and mourn. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> All <yeah>. wives say that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I'd like to think so. I, I guess it's just, um, yeah, I, I guess it's just trying to find the best way to create positive social change and, and empowering people to do that. And it's just something that I'm really, really passionate about, particularly since going from from teaching where, I was doing that within a school and then realised that yeah. I could be doing this on a wider scale. So, Absolutely. So if you could wave a magic wand, what would you want children of today to really understand and know from your books and from your social enterprise and everything that you're doing? It, it would have to be, uh, like I touched on before, that all children and young people would see difference um, and embrace that and celebrate that difference, not challenge it. And I think, you know, we're very much, we have this innate um, ability or innate feeling to, towards difference that, that makes us often challenge uh, difference as, as humans and um, through, through fear or, or that lack of understanding um, or just through habits and, and for what, from what we know um, or from our values. And I just think if children and young people can grow up thinking, oh, that person looks or sounds or acts differently to me, that's great. Not, oh, that's not good. Um, and if they can see that as a good thing, then, you know, that would be absolutely ideal. And hopefully that would, like I say, what, what help us to do what we're doing in trying to increase um, or trying to create inclusive communities everywhere. Yeah. I think that's absolutely right. Creating inclusive communities in which everyone is celebrated for being them. That's Gosh, right. how amazing. You know, everyone just allowed to be themselves. Yeah. Really powerful. Yeah, definitely. So if people want to get hold of the books, Alex, what's the best way? So currently the books are, are all available on Amazon worldwide. Um, they're... So people can just go straight to Amazon. You know, they might type in, you know, my grandma has dementia, my cousin has Tourette's, um, my, my, my uncle has depression, and my child has cerebral palsy, or my brother has cancer. They're, they're the first four books, and um, people can find them all on there. Um, or feel free to, to follow um, you know, on social media at Alex Winstanley Author on Facebook and Instagram and at Alex W Author on, on Twitter. And likewise, uh, at Happy Smiles Training CIC on Facebook and Instagram and at Happy Smiles CIC on Twitter. Uh, but there's also uh, our website, which is www.happysmilestraining.co.uk and there's some links to, to the books on there too. Um, so hope they're just some ways at the moment um, that people can can quickly access the books. Um, I am speaking to um, a couple of different publishers at the moment about um, some some opportunities to, to create some partnerships there but at the moment uh, that's the that's the, the best way perfect for all listeners this is in the blurb so if you didn't catch everything alex said about how to connect with him you'll be able to see it in the blurb that's going with the podcast now alex as you know i have my final question that i always ask everyone which is this if you could have been taught by anyone living or dead who would have been your perfect teacher yeah this this really made me think 
Um, someone sprung to mind straight away, and I'm going to have to go to stick with them. Um, but it would have to be John Lennon. Um, and the reason ah. for that is because I grew up um, listening to the Beatles all the time. Um, my, my dad's a keen musician, and I, I've grown up as a keen musician. Um, so uh, I've always had a lot of musical influence, the Beatles being being one of, one of them. And uh, I just, yeah, the more I sort of learned about John Lennon, the way he thought and thought differently and sort of saw the world differently to a lot of people, uh, and that was often challenged. But then now we reflect on his legacy and see actually how much of a forward-thinking person he, he often was. Don't get me wrong, you know, mm. probably um, you could challenge some of his thoughts at the same time, but, you know, very much a forward-thinker. And I think that's the type of people that we that we need um, in society. Absolutely. Forward-thinking has to be the way forward, really. So thank you, Alex, for coming on Tiny Voice Talks and really raising awareness of health conditions because I think it's so important that we're talking about this with our young people and that we're not having these health conditions as mysteries that they may one day come across. So thank you. No problem. My pleasure. Again, no, thank you for having me, Tori. I really appreciate it.